Thanks for tuning in to the teaching ministry of Mike Hilson, Senior Pastor of New Life Wesleyan Church of La Plata, Maryland. It's a church that plants churches and of Where You Are Church, an online church helping people reconnect with God through practical content and a growing community. Hey, we're glad that you're taking time to listen to this week's message. We hope this teaching helps you love God and love people better every single day. And if you enjoy what you hear today, consider sharing it with someone else. Now, enjoy today's teaching. continuing in our series real versus fake and what we're doing is we're taking a hard look at our culture and our society and some of the things that society says are real or some of the things that society wants us to understand or believe that are really not the way God laid them out. It's kind of cheap, fake versions of what God created. Uh, so we, you know, we've talked about power and how that is applied in the world, and it's not, you know, it's not what God had intended. We talked about love and how that's applied in the world, and it's not as God intended. Today, I'm going to jump into one that is um, that is more uh, difficult, more awkward. And, um, and I'm going to walk where angels fear to trod today. So I want you to stay with me because what I want to deal with is um, I want to deal with the issue of gender. And I want everybody to listen to me. Please don't turn this off yet. Please hear me out for just a minute. And then you can decide whether you want to turn this off or not. But just stay with me for just a minute. I want to approach this not because I want to be condemning to anyone. I, I really don't. I, I, I want to approach this not because I think anyone's feelings are invalid or, any, or the way someone perceives themselves as invalid. I, I, I can't invalidate how you actually feel or how you see yourself. I can't do any of that. I want to have a discussion about what these choices do to us and where they leave us. I'm going to be very transparent with you for right now, and I'm going to let you know that this is your choice. When, you, when we talk about gender, when we talk about sexuality, when we talk about these issues, these, how you allow these to play out in your life is your choice. No one has any authority over that. You, you, you choose that no matter, what you, no matter what anybody else says. They can pass laws. They can, we, can, we can say things from the pulpit. The church can try to make rules and policy. We can do theology. We can do doctrine. We can do all of that. But it still doesn't change the fact that in your life, in your decisions, it's your choice. But those choices have consequences. And I, I think that what society's not doing is they're not having conversations about the consequences, okay? So, so I want to walk through these, and I, I, I want you to see some things that I don't think society's talking to you about. And then, and then in the end, you make the choice. Let me tell you how I view all this. It is not my job to get you to act like what I think a Christian ought to act like. That's not my job. My job is to get you to the blood of Jesus that is going to wash you clean. Jesus wants to forgive and save everyone. If I can get you to Jesus, he'll forgive you and he'll save you. When that happens, the Holy Spirit will take up residence within you. The Holy Spirit is the one who will work with your own motivations and your own thought processes, your own desires, and begin to change the want to within you. Because what I can't change, I can't do anything about your want to. I can talk to you all day about your ought to, but I can't talk to you at all or do anything about your want to. But the Holy Spirit can change your want to 
so that your want to matches your ought to. Does that make sense? I, I, I hope that made sense. I, I, I want you to understand that, that I just want to introduce you to what the Bible says about this. And I'm not taking it into any harsh verse. Look, our whole, the whole day we're going to be in two verses, you know, two places, three verses. And here's the first two. They're in Genesis chapter 1, verses 27 and 28. So God created mankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Watch. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. So God created them, male and female. He created them. Now watch. I want you to see something. Male and female, he created them, have only described biologically the capacity, the difference between one who has the capacity to grow a human infant within them and one who does not have that capacity. It's literally that simple. It's literally a matter of biology. This is, this is a statement. It, it, it plays itself out in sexuality. That's true. But that's not what he's doing here. He's not saying male, female, and talking about sex acts. He's saying male and female. The female is the one that carries a child and gives birth to a child. The male is the one who cannot do that, but is required for that child to actually be conceived. So the two have to come together to create the child, but female carries the child. It's literally just a biological statement, okay? So everybody stay with me on that. Creation speaks and we live. Because God spoke us into creation, we now live. And we live inside of this creation. Now, I'm going to unpack the next, the next three points are all going to be unpacked from this verse, okay? So creation speaks and we live, but we get to choose how we live. The, the bio, everybody, everybody, everybody stay with me. I'm going, to, I'm going to say something awkward. The biological equipment we are born with can be used in its normative fashion or not normative fashion. I'm not even, I'm not even, I believe there's a right and wrong here, uh, but I'm not going to do that. That's not what this sermon's about. There, 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 there is a normative fashion for this to function, and it can be used that way or not used that way. It's your choice. I've said that already. It's your choice. But when you choose, hear me, choose carefully. He says here that he created them in the image of God, male and female, he created them. I want, you to hear, I want you to hear a sentence. We are all born with certain realities. Every one of us are born with certain realities. We can, we can deny them if we want to, but we're born with certain realities. Some must be overcome and some must be accepted. Let me give you two that are easy, uh, that, that are easier. I was born with some realities. One reality is that I am not a very organized person. I'm just not. My, my normative phase, my normative way of doing things is fairly disorganized and fairly unstructured. I kind of like unstructured time. And so, so that, that's normative for me. That is a reality I was born with. But in order to lead a successful larger organization, I've had to overcome that reality. It is still a reality in my life to this day. 
but it's something I have to work to overcome in order to do what God has called me to do. That's a reality I was born with that I have to work to overcome. There are some that must be accepted. I am I'm born, I grew up, and I am five foot nine, and I'm uncoordinated. So yeah, I can all day long have a dream of playing in the in in the NBA. It ain't gonna happen. It's just not gonna happen. I'm uncoordinated. I'm five foot nine. It's never going to happen for me. You understand that? I just have to accept that. I could get all upset about it. I can, I can, yeah, I, I'm gonna, I, I don't mean this could be offensive, but I'm gonna say it this way. I can decide to identify as six foot nine if I want to, but that's not gonna help my basketball game at all. I can, I can, I can demand that I identify as someone who is coordinated enough to accomplish a layup, but I've never accomplished one because somehow all the parts don't move right when I head toward the basket. And the next thing you know, the ball's all, it, it's, it's, it's ugly, y'all. It is ugly. And I, I just don't have the capacity to do that. I have to accept that. I just have to accept it. There are certain realities. We're all born with realities. Some must be overcome and some must be accepted. But when you choose which ones to overcome and which ones to accept, you need to make that choice carefully. It needs to be made thoughtfully, not just based on feelings. You remember last week when we talked about love as a choice, not a feeling? All of this is the same thing. If you make these kind of choices based on feelings, just feelings, you're going to make bad choices. But if you'll make them off, if, if, you'll, if you'll honestly begin to assess, God made me a certain way, and because he made me a certain way, he must, meet, he must believe that's right for me, and he loves me, so I'm going to trust his. You see what I'm saying? See how you can make this choice in a different way? We, we all get to choose, but we're all born with certain realities. Some must be overcome, and some must be accepted. Secondly, it says, to choose other than God created, watch, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Watch. To choose other than the way God created us is to experience less than God intended for us. God blessed them. He created them male and female and then blessed them and said, be fruitful and increase in number. Yeah, yeah uh, this is a very nice way to say this, but, but, but let me say it a different way. God, God created them, male and female, then he blessed them and said, y'all go make babies. I mean, that's what he said. That's what this says. And, and, and while I realize not everyone can have children, not everyone does have children, not everyone wants to have children, I get that. I'm not coming against all of that. But when that choice is made, then you, if you choose something that God did not create, then you necessarily are making a choice to experience less than God intended for you. At the very least, you are experiencing less in this be fruitful and multiply, this be fruitful and increase on the earth side. You, you have to understand, uh, while I understand, I, again, I understand having kids is not for everybody. Not everybody can have kids. I understand that. But in the end, if I choose against that, then I've chosen less than God intended for me. I, and, and I have to tell you, I think, I think that we need, to, we need to logically approach that. That needs to be part of the conversation, and it's not right now. 
We're not having a conversation about if I choose if I choose a gender other than I was born with or if I choose a gender other than if, if we're not dealing with the fact that that has a consequence to it. And it will necessarily there's yo know, there is no way I can fully experience what God has for me if I don't go with how God made me. I'm going to miss out on part of what God intended because I'm 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 by my own choosing denying what God intended. He says, "Be fruitful and increase in number, uh, fill the earth and subdue it." Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. All of this is part of what he, part of what he says to us. We need to choose carefully and we need to choose fullness and we need to choose, watch, we need to choose fulfillment. God means for us to be fulfilled in this life. To choose other than how God created me to choose other than how God created me is to choose to experience less than God intended. To choose other than God created me. Let me be very straight. To choose against human birth is to choose not to experience the fullness of what it means to be human. I hope I don't cause conversations that you don't want to have yet. But, I, but I, I'm just going to say this. When you choose a gender other than the one God gave you, you automatically choose to experience less than what God intended, and you will make the choice to not experience the fullness of what it means to be human in, in the way God made you. There is no surgery Y'all stay with me. There is no surgery that can cause a born male to menstruate. There is no surgery that can do that. There is no surgery that can cause a born female to experience... any type of sexual relationship in the way that a male would experience it. I'm trying to find nice ways to say this. You're following me? Sure, they can give you fake parts, but they can't hook up the nervous system and the sensory system that God, if you choose to change this, you're making a choice to have a lessened experience of what it means to be human. I'm not saying you're making a choice to not be human. You are human. Don't don't hear that wrong. Everybody takes these things to extremes when I say things like this. And I don't want you to do that because what I, I I'm not here to offend you. I'm here to help you think through things. And we need to think through these things. You say, but this is difficult. And you're not giving room for I I, I am. I, I understand it's difficult. And I understand it's your choice. I, I, I get that. And whatever choice you make. You know, as a, as a pastor, I still want to pastor you. Whatever choice you make, as a Christian, I still want to love you. As a human being, I still want to love you. As a church, I want us to minister to you. I, I, don't, I don't want any of that to change. I just want to help you think through the choices. 
Just like I was helping you think through the choice when it came to power and how to exercise that and how I'd help you think through the choice when it came to love and how to exercise that. I think that I think that society needs to have the conversation about what you are choosing to let go of when you make choices like this. The truth is, I know this is an awkward conversation, but male and female, he made them. And when I choose against what God made me as, it will diminish my experience as a human being from the way God intended me to experience that. You say, well, then how in the world am I supposed to deal with the way I feel? And what am I supposed to do with that? This is where I want to take you to another verse. It's Matthew chapter 11. Jesus is speaking. Verse 28 says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. Come on now. Come on now. If you're struggling with sexuality, if you're struggling with gender, weary and burdened is a great way to describe where you're at. And I will give you rest, he said. Take my yoke upon you. Wait. Accept how I made you and learn from me. For I, God, am gentle and humble in heart. I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to beat you up. I'm not here to, I'm not here to condemn you. And you will find rest for your souls. For my choices are easy and my burden is light. That's what he's saying. He's telling us that he will carry us through this. Listen to me. Choose God. And as you choose God, understand that even in areas that are difficult and confusing, God is always present. I'm going to acknowledge the fact that this choice for some people is difficult. I'm going to acknowledge the fact that, that this, this, this whole gender sexuality thing is confusing for people. Some guys in my position won't even acknowledge that it's difficult or it's confusing. They're just, well, it ought to be, and you just ought to. I'm not here to do that. I'm here to validate the fact that it's a difficult and confusing path. But what I want you to understand is that God still loves you. He has a plan for you. Ask him. Involve him in your decision-making. Involve him in your choosing. And then trust him, because wherever he leads you, he will give you peace and he will give you rest. I know this is a tough conversation, and I know that even part of what I've said today, probably many of you have found offensive. But I'm here to tell you I'm not here to offend you. I'm here to help you make choices that are godly, that are biblical, and that will give you a fulfillment and a fullness of life that you won't find without them. Can I pray for you? Holy Spirit, right now, I just pray that you would move, that you would guide us, Lord, that you would calm our souls, rest our spirits. Let us, Lord, not fight against you. Let us surrender to you. And Lord, for choices that have already been made, for choices that are about to be made, I pray your grace. I pray your strength. I pray your presence from this day forward. Let us, Lord, be fulfilled through you. And we'll give you praise. Amen. 
Thank you again for joining us. We hope that this resource helped you in your journey towards loving God and loving people better every single day. If you enjoyed this, please take a second, share it with your friends. And last, we wanted to give a special thanks to all of you who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you all that this is possible. And if you'd like to learn more about how to partner with us financially, go ahead and click give for more information. We appreciate anything that you can do to help. So thanks again for being a member of our online family. We love serving Jesus with you.